Well, good afternoon. And on behalf of the Manufacturer and Business Association and Money Radio WPSE, thank you for joining us for Business Today with the MBA. I'm your host, Karen Torres, Executive Editor of the MBA Business Magazine. And I'd like to welcome a special guest to the studio, Heather May Casper, Executive Director of the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network. And she'll be speaking at the NBA's Impact Luncheon and Volunteer Fair at our conference center on July 21st. So, Heather, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's good to see you. Well, it's good to see you, too. And the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network is a nonprofit organization that plays a very important part in our community. And you're here today to tell us a little bit more about the organization, as well as how employers can benefit from getting more involved with your organization and other nonprofits in the area through volunteering. But first, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Karen. I've been with the Neighborhood Network now for about seven years. The Sisters of St. Joseph have been working in Erie's neighborhoods for over 20 years, and I've just been here seven, but I'm really excited to be here and be a part of all of the great work that they do. Well, we know the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network, and it's sponsored by the Sisters of St. Joseph of Northwestern Pennsylvania, has been dedicated to serving the needs of Erie's Little Italy and revitalizing the neighborhood since 2000. So tell us more about how the organization got its start. Well, for those of us who remember, the Sisters of St. Joseph ran St. Vincent Hospital for a number of years. And so Back in the late 1990s, when they were running the hospital, they commissioned a study of the surrounding neighborhoods right around the the hospital. And they were assessing various social determinants of health. And it turned out that Little Italy and the area right around the hospital really needed a lot of attention. And so two of the sisters spent a year uh, working out of their car, knocking on every door, going door to door and asking families how they can help. So food insecurity was the top of the list. People needed access to food. And so the sisters approached the congregation at St. Paul's Roman Catholic Church and asked them if they would help start a soup kitchen. And the the congregation responded in a huge way. And that became the first, the very first program that the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network had in Little Italy, and we are still doing that 22 years later, along with a great number of volunteers from the St. Paul's Roman Catholic Church, as well as from all over, they have helped us. But that that was 22 years ago, uh, started with a soup kitchen, and, and we've grown quite a bit since then. So tell us a little bit about with that growth, the types of programs that are available through the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network. Yeah, you know, the the network started just in Little Italy, but we've grown across much of the city. Our, our footprint now stretches from uh, 12th Street, we say 12th Street, but the railroad tracks to 26th Street. So that's north and south boundaries. And then on the east from McKinley Avenue, East Avenue, all the whole way over by the Bayfront Parkway, west to Cranberry Street. So we our footprint has spread right across the heart of Erie. Our programs have grown just as well. The The soup kitchen was our original food program, and it's literally blossomed into six community gardens. We have two urban orchards. 
one urban farm and the Little Italy's farmers market that runs every Monday, June through September. So we that we what started as a soup kitchen is now a huge food program, comprehensive fresh produce right in the city center. So we also have revitalization programs. And so we demolish blight, we rehabilitate homes, we create new parks and green spaces, and we install a lot of public art, murals and sculptures, art benches, all kinds of things just to beautify the neighborhood. We also have a big bicycle program and that recycles bikes, we fix them, give them away to people who need them. And we have a housing program, our Genesis housing program. It provides a pathway for first time home buyers, help them save, help them learn about owning a home and then help them get into a, into a new home. We also have a great first job program for young teens. We target the youngest uh, 14 and 15, right as soon as they're able to get a work permit from the school district. We also have academic tutoring, after school enrichment activities, and we have one-on-one -on -one mentoring as well. But I think the most important thing is we form really strong relationships with our neighbors. We're here in the neighborhood. We come to know the families. Every program that we do is born from a need that's expressed by our neighbors. And if we discover a need first, we see if anybody else is doing it and we we send folks, we, we connect a lot of dots before we start our own new program. We really try to identify gaps in services and, and concentrate our efforts there. And as we were talking earlier, it's so important to have that kind of connection and just everyone in the neighborhood knowing each other and knowing who's there to support each other. That's great. Yeah, some of the best programs are just a block party that we'll have where the neighbors whose front porches physically face each other just get together and get to know each other and just opening up that relationship is sort of planting a seed for so much more. Well, and we want to talk a little bit about volunteering. We know volunteering can have a positive impact on individuals and organizations and obviously neighborhoods. So tell us what you've seen at the Neighborhood Network. Well, we have a lot of programs and we serve a large area, but we just have we just have 11 staff. We're not all even full time. So our volunteers and my staff has heard me say this 100 times. I say that we have a small staff, but we use a small army of volunteers and that's really how we get the work done. It's interesting during right at the beginning of the pandemic and the statewide shutdown because we couldn't we couldn't ensure the safety of our volunteers. We really shut down all but essential programs and took on some new food distribution programs with with Second Harvest, but we did it all just the staff because we didn't feel like we could keep the volunteers safe and it was really really hard. <laughs> it was Sure. To, to not have all of those volunteers helping with everything. I mean, we we kind of soldiered through, but it was it was not pretty. It was not easy. And I wanted to talk about with the employers who are listening, getting involved. I know that you know recruiting is very tough right now, but also keeping the teamwork, building morale boost. Volunteering can have a positive effect. And why do you believe employers should consider getting involved in volunteer efforts? You know, 
I can only speak to what we've seen, and we've seen employers that send teams to help with our programs and employers that provide an, even an individual incentive. You know, some employers say you volunteer for, for eight hours and we give you eight hours of paid time off in exchange for that. And so there are many different motivating factors. I think that that it's a great benefit for employees to be able to earn some personal time, some additional paid time off by also helping give back to the community that's right around them, right around where they're working. We've also seen teams from employers that it, it's really interesting that they, they always have fun. There's there's always laughter, but there are nuances of people's personalities that come out in a new and different situation. And I think, you know, in addition to the important corporate social responsibility and the idea of giving back to the community and fostering those communities where we where employees live or work. Uh, there are lots of mutually beneficial reasons for employers to create the incentivized volunteer programs. I think even just picking up litter, you know, having a group, having a team put on a vest and, and pick up some litter, the employees get to know Erie's neighborhoods more than just where they show up to work mm -hmm. or drive through on the way to work. They really come to know some of the neighbors. Everybody is so appreciative of it. It, it Everyone's very grateful and thankful, and, and that feels kind of good too. But I think the shared experiences allow unique skills and interests and sometimes even new leadership to emerge within a team. And like I said, there's there's always a lot of fun. Well, those are all good reasons. And I wanted to talk a little bit too um, what are some of the big plans for the Neighborhood Network for 2022? What's going on? Well, 2022 is going to be a big year. They all are. We always have a lot going on, uh, but we have three murals that are going up this summer. And so um, it was just in the newspaper that that Erie Arts and Culture is also putting up a whole bunch of murals. So this is going to be really a time of transformation for the city but right at the intersection of Peach and 26th Street, right there at the top of uh, the historic Federal Hill area, we have some artists who are gonna just cover two of those buildings with large scale murals. And we also have another one going up right in Little Italy. Uh, most people are familiar with International Bakery and there's a community center, Odessa's place right beside International Bakery that a mural is going to go up there that it, we're going to have three weeks when the community can come in and help to paint that mural and it will end up being a starting point, a sort of a wayfinding mural. People can use that. There's a, there will be a map key on it and scan a code to have a walking tour of all of uh, Little Italy's historic places, the community gardens, the public art, all kinds of interesting things to see within the neighborhood. So we're excited about, we're very excited about those those programs coming up. We're excited about you speaking at our Impact and Volunteer Fair on the 21st. So, yeah. I mean, that's exciting for us. I am too. I think that there are a lot of employers that do have volunteer programs, and that's wonderful. But there are a lot who don't. And it, for whatever reason, it might just be because they don't know how to start it or they don't know where to begin. 
so I think it's wonderful that you guys are having this impact fair and have a couple of days of it for some of the organizations like ours to come in and talk about it and have opportunities for employers to speak directly with us and say, how do we do this? How do, what does that look like on your end? How can we get this started? And so that's a, that's a really exciting thing for us as well. Well, many reasons to come in to our volunteer here on July 21st, but I wanted to make sure to uh, plug this. What are some other ways to connect with the neighborhood network? Check out our website for sure. SSJNN.org is our website. And during the pandemic, we had lots of time to update that, take some great pictures. It, it is a really great updated resource to learn more about our programs. But we also have very active social feeds. It's easy to find us on Facebook, easy to find us on Instagram, and it'll show you just day by day all of the things that we're doing. And we love, we love to put pictures of our volunteers on there too. Well, thank you, Heather. That's a lot of great information. We're so glad you could join us. And for our listeners, if you want to learn more about the Sisters of St. Joseph Neighborhood Network, please check out the July edition of the NBA Business Magazine and be sure to join us for our Impact Luncheon event and volunteer fair on July 21st. You can register online at mbausa.org. I'm Karen Torres signing off for Business Today with the NBA. Have a great afternoon.